Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Whoa, we've got some huge news in the sports world. Good morning, everybody. I am your fearless leader, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Sammy boy. Do you think we have an alarm that we could just sound like? I mean, it, this is, oh, there we go. The detonation. Holy cow. That, that sound you hear is Raiders Nation simultaneously torching their Khalil Mack jerseys in anger because John Gruden just shipped him out of town. I, uh, folks, this is staggering news off the top. It's so, uh, yesterday I was preparing an awesome radio show. I have some. Tremendous topics, I'm telling you. There is some great stuff. I just teased this show on social media as an all-time great show. We've got so much in the hopper. I know it's the college football, the first Saturday of the season. I've got all the bets you need to make. Just keep it locked. Okay, I got some winners. I'm taking a couple 20-plus point underdogs that are going to shock you. We'll reveal those, I think, later this hour, maybe hour number two or three. Who knows? You know, and and we just don't know what we're doing with college football right now because we have to dive into Khalil Mack. And, um, you know, as was reported, geez, what, about an hour ago, maybe 90 minutes ago, the Raiders have shipped their best player, 
not just best defensive player, the best player on their roster out of town, Khalil Mack, the 2016 Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. Just a game changer coming off the edge. This is a guy who will win you a game or two during the season, just straight up because of what he can do with the creating turnovers, creating havoc, destroying your quarterback. Khalil Mack is now going to the Bears. He's headed to Chicago. And we don't really know what the compensation is yet. Ian Rappaport, a regular guest on this show, is saying that Khalil Mack was able to get to fetch two first-round draft picks, which would be a shocker. I personally, uh I don't know that I would have done two because I didn't think anybody would pony up to. Um, it's just one of those weird situations where a lot of people thought, okay, maybe he's going to get traded. And I've been pushing this. Hey, the New York Jets need to get all in. The New York Jets need to go for it. And I'll explain to you why in a second. But I didn't think anybody would actually do two first-round draft picks because they're uh, first-round draft picks are currency big time in the NFL. And I think what we're going to get to, let me just quickly touch on this with the Raiders. John Gruden just lost Raider Nation. I firmly believe that because what you're going to hear next, folks, this is eventually going to come out, is that John Gruden cost so much money. They didn't have the cash to pay Khalil Mack. I'm sure that's going to be the next leg to drop in this one, right? Because they gave John Gruden, what, a 10-year, $100 million contract? you got to pay the head coach before the defensive end, before your best player. So Gruden, I think you're going to get in some trouble here with Raider Nation, and we do have a big-time Raiders fan in the studio here who will chime in a little later in the show. But I want to go big picture here for a sec. You know we like to do big picture. I like to kind of see the forest through the trees. And one of the big things that jumped out as this deal was, you know, as this deal started to trickle out, the first thing I thought of was bears. Why the, oh, right. Their quarterback is on a rookie contract. Mitchell Trubisky, the number two pick last year. Do you guys know how much money he counts against the salary cap this season? 6.5, that's it. In an era where quarterbacks such as Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers are regularly making, I mean, Kirk Cousins is getting like 30 million a year. These guys are making astronomical money and it's understandable. Quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. There's no doubt. You can't win without a quarterback. We know that. So what teams are doing, and I've got several examples of this. I don't know if Anyone else has really pushed this angle yet as the news just broke. But I'm telling you, you get your quarterback in the NFL under a rookie contract and boom, you spend like a drunken sailor to build around him. And the best example of that, the blueprint really, is Russell Wilson in Seattle a few years ago. Now, Seattle had done a tremendous job drafting in the later rounds right before Russell Wilson got there. They nailed Camp Chancellor, Richard Sherman. I mean, these are great NFL players. We're talking all pros. They got a Super Bowl MVP, Malcolm Smith, in like the sixth or seventh round. Okay? That's what you do in the NFL. You got to nail the draft, not just your first and second, but later. But more importantly, once you lock in the quarterback, you build around him. And that's what the Bears are doing here. This is simple. Wait, we got Trubisky on the cheap? And we could bring in a game-changing defensive end? 
Yeah, let's do it. That's why I've been pushing the Jets to get involved in the Khalil Mack sweepstakes. Now, I know I just said Russell Wilson's the blueprint, but folks, look around the league. Jared Goff, number one pick. Look like a bust. 0-7 as a rookie. You get a new coach. Boom, playoffs. What did the L.A. Rams do ahead of year three? They went out and just, they did that Fortnite dance where you peel off the money. You guys know that, right? You're just peeling off the money, just spending, spending, spending. Marcus Peters, bring him in. We'll pay him. I keep to leave. Yep, yep, yep. We will pay him. And Dominican Sue? Who do I make the checkout to, sir? Like, it's one of those situations where you got that cheap rookie quarterback and you just build around him. Listen, Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Year one. Remember, he was going to sit for the entire year. That was the game plan with Carson Wentz. They said, oh, we got Bradford. We'll, we'll sit Wentz. He's coming in from North Dakota State. What's the rush? Oh, wait, we could trade Sam Bradford, get picks, start Wentz. I think Wentz was 7-9 and nine as a rookie. He was pretty good. Uh, better than anybody thought. What happened in year two? He was basically the MVP leader through 13 weeks. Carson Wentz, second-year quarterback, super cheap, was the MVP, helped lead them to the Super Bowl. Now, I know he was injured, didn't play, but when you have that rookie quarterback on the cheap, you can build around him. Look what they did ahead of year two. The Eagles went out and got Alshon Jeffrey, who was very good. They went out and got Chris Long, very good. Traded for Jay Ajay. You can do that when you're not paying your quarterback. Guess who has to pay their quarterback a lot of money this year? The Oakland Raiders. Mr. Carr is making a lot of money. Khalil Mack wanted more money than that. Well, we can't have that. Well, that's not going to fly. Also, John Gruden, you know, making a lot of money. Where's the cash for Khalil? Oh, we don't have it. Cash flow low. I got a low cash flow. So now in come the Bears and Mitch Trubisky. This was a team that was okay last year, right? Well, Bears were a serviceable team. And now you go out, draft Roquan Smith, who was arguably the best defensive player in the country in college football last year. I mean, Roquan Smith was incredible for Georgia. And we're going to get to college football a little later. Uh, we, we just got to do this Khalil Mack trade right now. It's just such a big, huge story. I'm bullish on college football. There's several great games today. We will get to that. But not only did the Bears draft Roquan Smith, they've now added Khalil Mack. You're adding two studs. And all of a sudden, I don't know that Khalil Mack moves the line for the Bears on season win total by even half a point. Quarterbacks do that. But all of a sudden, I'm going to, you know, in the commercial break here, I'm going to look at the Bears schedule. I'm going to say, hmm, okay. Can they eke out an extra win there with Khalil Mack? I'm telling you, go, go, listen, Khalil Mack is so disruptive. The Bears had an anemic pass rush last year. Rob, I don't have it in front of me. How many sacks did the Chicago Bears have last year? Can you pull that up? I would, I'm going to go ahead and guess it was the bottom third of the league. You know, Leonard Floyd is their one good pass rusher. They kind of whiffed on a couple other guys. And Chicago now has Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. Hello, Aaron Rodgers, who got tore up last year by, I believe it was Anthony Barr of the Vikings. So now, Aaron Rodgers has to look across the field and say, shucks, Khalil Mack's coming at me twice a year? 
And, oh, good point there, Sam. Week one, Khalil Mack versus Aaron Rodgers. You may want to check on your left tackle there, uh, Green Bay. I hope things are good with him. So we got Khalil Mack, the sack machine, going to Chicago. Uh, Rob tells me the Bears had 42 sacks last year. You know, this is a, an offensive team that just added Nagy, the uh, offensive guru from the Kansas City Chiefs. I, listen, I don't know what to expect from the Bears this year. I'm going to tell you guys about the rookie coach NFL bump. Nobody's talking about this. It's it's a tremendous little nugget. I found it online. I'm, I'm going to tell you about this, the rookie coach bump. Keep an eye all of a sudden on the Chicago Bears. I think they're super interesting. And I'll give you, before we get out of here, my Jets. A little upset that we didn't get Khalil Mack. However, guess who has the most salary cap room in the NFL heading into next offseason? The Jets. We know the Jets are going to be spending heavily in the offseason because of what the Bears just did, because of what the Eagles did with Wentz, because of what Seattle did with Russell Wilson, and because of what the Rams are doing with Jared Goff. When you have your quarterback on a rookie contract, build around him quickly, try to get that Super Bowl. I'll say this, the Dallas Cowboys have butchered the Dak Prescott rookie contract. This is their one year. Last well, two years ago, as a rookie, they were thirteen and three. That was tremendous for Dak. Tremendous, and then they fell back last year. Listen, some of it has to do with, unfortunately, Ezekiel Elliott getting shafted. And yeah, that's right, he got shafted by the NFL. So the Cowboys weren't able to capitalize. Then they lose Dez and Witten, and like they don't go into this year with with the forward momentum that I thought they would have. So the Cowboys have kind of butchered Dak. I'm going to tell you one team to keep an eye on. Just file this away somewhere. Kansas City Chiefs. They had Alex Smith paid very handsomely. Ship him out of town. Created more cap room by getting rid of Marcus Peters. Patrick Mahomes. Rookie contract. Expect the Kansas City Chiefs in the offseason to go spending like drunken sailors. That's what teams will do. With the quarterback on the rookie contract. We got a tremendous show ahead. Listen, John Gruden, I'm coming for you, dog. I think you just lost Raiders Nation. This is not how you want to get off to your first season after being out of the league forever. And you come in and you trade the best player? I I don't have any numbers on this, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that Khalil Mack was the most popular jersey for Oakland Raider fans. And now, can you even wear that? We'll ask a guy who has a Khalil Mack jersey uh, in the studio after this. I, I just, it's a tough blow to Raider Nation. Oakland, I'm sorry. I guess the good news is you're headed to Vegas in a couple years, right? I mean, you can always look forward to Vegas, baby. All right, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. The future of the NFL and college football world rests on the shoulders of one man. He's coaching today, and I'll tell you who it is next. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Who's this, Cardi B? Is it really? What a guess. Sorry, listeners out there. I didn't know my Cardi B. That's not bad. Where is she, Sam, on your rankings of female rappers? Ah, 
This is uh, in the Billboard Top Five right now, so I really I oh, play this it. is yeah. brand new. Yeah, it's you can hear the sample in the background. You know, I like it like that. Uh, I, I like Missy Elliott, and finally she came back. Misdemeanor Elliott. Yes, yes. But uh, Cardi B, I actually got to see her perform a little bit at the uh, iHeartRadio Music Awards. You were there. I was there. Backstage got... passage. No, huh? not back backstage in the crowd. But uh, was she she's... pregnant during that or no? No, okay. I don't. I don't know. Uh, she's talented. I don't know if she's my cup of tea, but she's talented. Yeah, this she's got a story to tell too. Uh, and listen, I, I, yeah, we won't. We don't have time to dive into music. There's too much happening in sports. Thank you for that, Sam. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. Um, all right, so tons happening. Obviously, the Khalil Mack trade, I just eviscerated John Gruden a little bit. I'm going to go back at him because as predicted about 10 minutes ago, I'm telling you, this is going to be a cash flow issue with the Raiders. Raiders are broke. I, I, I guarantee you the Oakland Raiders are broke is going to be a storyline in the next 24 hours because you don't just trade away Khalil Mack, who's a superstar. We're a best player, defensive player. This doesn't happen in the NFL. I can't remember a trade of this magnitude. Star in his prime getting shipped out of town like this. It just doesn't really happen. Uh, Marcus Peters is not this good. Tlaib, not this good. This is a shocker. Um, all right, so we, uh, by the way, LeBron James, my guy, got my kids LeBron jerseys the second they came on sale out here in L.A. Uh, sorry, LeBron T-shirts. I, I like LeBron. I, I promised everybody that listened to the show every Saturday morning and on the podcast, I will always figure out a way to jam in a LeBron issue. He's the biggest star in sports. He's out here in L.A. now. We're on in L.A. I need to talk about LeBron. So we'll get to that in about eight minutes. I have a just something I need to say about LeBron James. I think you're going to like it, especially like a fan. Um I do want to talk a lot of college football, and I'm telling you, folks, I'm geeked for today. Okay, a lot of games. Uh, I probably made too many bets. You're, I know you're supposed to dial it back in week one, right? You're supposed to just chill and not get too excited. Like It's like Christmas morning. You know, you see all these awesome lines, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Ohio State, 38 and a half. Give me that. I can get Coastal Carolina and 29 and a half points? Need it. I mean, I'm telling you, I've got a lot of picks. I'll give the, I'll get to them shortly. But what I need to do here is talk about who I believe is the biggest name in football, college or pro this year. And the guy you need to watch, and his name is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan is going to be the biggest story in football. I'm telling you, college or pro this year. And here's why. Let's start with Jim Harbaugh's history. Okay. This is his fourth coaching stop. In 14 years. And he's never stayed anywhere longer than four years. San Diego, three. Stanford, four. San Francisco 49ers, four. Michigan Wolverines, this is year four. We know Harbaugh is, uh, he's a little grating, right? He's a, now I don't want to say slave driver, but the dude drives players hard. And it wears you down. And it's tough for athletes to just take that grind year, year in and year out for longer than three or four years. So that's number one. Now you say, well, Jason, Michigan's loaded. They are indeed loaded. Michigan returns nine defensive starters. They finally have a quarterback for Jim Harbaugh. His name is Shea Patterson, former Ole Miss star. 
Here's some staggering numbers real quick. Michigan's defense, which returns nine starters, was a top 20 scoring defense last year. Top 20 rushing defense last year. Top 10 in sacks. Number one against the pass. Number one in opponent third down conversions. Basically, Michigan had an awesome defense last year. Nine of the guys are back. Start thinking about the playoff. But this is where it gets a little complicated, right? So my buddies and I used to always make this mistake when we were single, right? We'd be at a bar or in college or wherever, a wine festival, and we'd put these girls on pedestals. Be like, oh my gosh, that girl's a goddess. So hot. Oh gosh. Um, that girl would make the perfect girlfriend. You don't even know anything about her, but you're a young guy and you just put these girls on pedestals. So we'd hype up these girls to the point that they could do no wrong. And then you get to know them and you start to overlook real issues because, oh God, she's so hot. You don't want to do that. Don't put girls on pedestals. It's, it's no different than when you're house shopping. The number one rule is location, location, location. The number two rule is never, ever fall in love with a house. Never. Don't. Dream house does not exist. Don't say those words. Don't let your wife say those words. If you get connected to a house, even before you've seen the other options, you could be in trouble. Do not let that happen. And I think what's happening with House shopping, putting girls on pedestals, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. He thought this was his dream job. Oh, I went to Michigan. I'm going home. The Michigan faithful were so excited, and I still think they're excited. He couldn't wait to get back to Ann Arbor, and uh, it's not really how he remembers it. Urban Meyer is tearing it up at Ohio State. James Franklin has done wonders at Penn State. Paul Christ at Wisconsin. Hello. So Michigan is now under some pressure. Jim Harbaugh enters year four. And tonight, the primetime game, best game of the weekend, Michigan-Notre Dame. What happens if Michigan loses this game, folks? Oh, boy. Let's see. Jim Harbaugh's never stayed beyond year four anywhere. Michigan was expected to get to the playoff. Well, why don't, let's take a quick look at the rest of the schedule. Okay, um, listen, Notre Dame's tough. Notre Dame almost beat Georgia last year. Lost by a point. Georgia went to the national title game, nearly won that. Michigan's gotta play, uh, Scott Frost in Nebraska. Listen, Scott Frost is offense. Have you seen that line move in Vegas? Nebraska opened as like 20 point favorites. It's up to like 26. Vegas loves Scott Frost in Nebraska. Keep an eye on Taylor Martinez. It's not an easy win for Michigan. Northwestern, as we saw uh, the other night, that's they're, good. they're a pretty good team. They got an NFL quarterback. Jim Harbaugh has to face Wisconsin and Michigan State back-to-back. He's got to play Penn State. He's got to travel to Ohio State. Oh, boy. Michigan's got a really tough schedule. And that's where I'm headed with this, as Jim Harbaugh is the biggest story in football. What happens if they don't sniff the playoff? What happens if they win eight games and are, and people start to be like, oh, Harbaugh, maybe he's not the right fit? Could he go back to the NFL? Let's keep it real here, folks. Jim Harbaugh's never stayed at a stop beyond four years. And oh yeah, guess what teams could, could 
be in the market for a head coach next year in the NFL. I'm just going to tease you with four. But you know these NFL owners love the blue-collar ethos that Jim Harbaugh brings to the table. We win with defense. We win in the trenches. He's got that Midwest work ethic that just is a grinder. And after four years, hey, it's a little tough. But if Michigan, well, they win seven, eight, even nine games. No playoff. Let's say Wisconsin or Ohio State gets there. I think Jim Harbaugh could have reservations about returning. I don't need the scrutiny. I need a fresh start. What if the Cleveland Browns flop as everybody expects them to and they fire Hugh Jackson? You think the Browns might say, boy, Baker Mayfield plus Jim Harbaugh equals there's something there. I think the Browns will make a run at Jim Harbaugh. How about the Denver Broncos? John Elway is a closer. He can't draft quarterbacks, but he can close them. He closed John Elway. Uh, sorry, he John Elway closed Peyton Manning. You don't think John Elway would be like, let me get Jim, Jim Harbaugh in here. Jim Harbaugh to work wonders with Case Keenum or whoever. John Elway and Jim Harbaugh, that's two powerful dudes. What about my New York Jets? Todd Bowles, we'll see what happens. Harbaugh knows quarterbacks. Jim Harbaugh plus Sam Darnold. I'm telling you, folks, if it doesn't work for Jim Harbaugh this year, the number one team I would think that makes a run at Jim Harbaugh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Jason Garrett's got, what, one, maybe two playoff. I think he's one playoff win in like seven years. Jason Garrett better deliver this year. I know Jerry Jones loves him, and there's always the vote of confidence in the contract extensions. Billionaires don't have patience. And if Jim Harbaugh hits the market, oh my gosh, Jerry Jones, Jim Harbaugh, Dallas, folks, I'm telling you without question, Jim Harbaugh is the guy to watch in football this year, college or pro. Because if it doesn't work in Michigan, the NFL is going to come calling. All right, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, LeBron, whom I love, is hurting the media almost as much as, I don't know, can I say this guy's name? LeBron, again, I love him. He's hurting the media almost as much as Donald Trump? I'll explain next, but first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest Good morning, Jason. Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Raiders have a tentative agreement in place to trade star defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Guess we'll find out. The deal between the Raiders and the Bears has not been finalized yet, but the Bears are the destination. Rappaport adds the Bears are giving the Raiders two first-round picks and likely more. One final note, Raiders linebacker Bruce Irvin tweeted a short time ago, quote, no bleeping way, unquote. College football Friday night. Number 11 Michigan State trailed Utah State 31-30 to with two minutes to play. Shotgun snap. Lewerke runs to his right. Last second toss to Connor Hayward. He's going to the end zone. He dives. He scores. Touchdown, MSU. George Blaha the call on WJR as the Spartans pulled it out 38-31. JJR Sega Whiteside, six catches for 226 with three touchdowns and number 13 Stanford's 31-10 win over San Diego State. 
Baseball Friday night. Cleveland acquired Josh Donaldson from the Blue Jays. The Brewers acquired Curtis Granderson from the Jays and Gio Gonzalez from the Nationals. The Dodgers acquired David Freeze from the Pirates. And on the field Friday night, an eighth inning home run by Justin Turner was the difference, and the Dodgers 3-2 went up with the Diamondbacks. So the Dodgers are now one back of first place Arizona in the National League West. Jason, it's all yours. Thank you, Isaac. Oh, boy. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we've had a lot of big news in the show. Khalil Mack got traded shortly before we came on air. He's going to the Bears to terrorize Aaron Rodgers two weeks out of the year. I, I'm a little concerned, actually. I, you know, we, I just looked at the line in Vegas, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm looking at the lines daily because I think I've told you guys, and I haven't put this on social media yet. It was on Instagram. Um, but I'm star- Fox wants me to start a gambling podcast for NFL and, you know, college football. We'll even do some MMA, um, you know, before the big Conor McGregor fight. So I'll be doing a lot of gambling talk on the podcast. And I look at the lines almost every day, see where the money's going, what's happening. Last night, Packers were eight-point favorites in the home opener night game against the Bears. Down to seven and a half at one shop already. Now, only one shop that's the sharpest one in Vegas, down to seven and a half on the Khalil Mack news. I, I find that interesting. Bruce Irvin, you check out what he tweeted. I don't think I can say what he tweeted. But it, uh, Isaac just said it involved a bad word. So uh, I think I probably should avoid it. But listen, Bears fans are stoked. This is great news. Uh, we talked Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Just the show is firing on all cylinders. And this next topic is, uh, I'm a little leery to go into it because I, you know, I was on TV this week at FS1 and um, I was on a TV show where the host, you know, basically slammed LeBron's take on the shop, the HBO show LeBron had. Now, listen, I, I don't want to get too much into, into what Whitlock had said. He's entitled to his opinion. Um I just, I totally see it differently. And, and I don't think other people, other people are looking at it this way because I think what's happening now with media is everybody's on social media and we all bash social media. It's bad. Get off it. It's not good. And then everybody's reading social media and catering their, their ideas and topics to social media. So it's like, what is, I don't know what the word is there. Is it hypocritical? It's like, I can't sit here, slam Twitter and then quickly go on and be like, oh, I need to take that from Twitter. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be uh, in that way kind of bashing something and then using it to my advantage. So I didn't go on social media while the shop was on. I didn't see people going crazy for it and, and loving it and eating it up. I know the next day a lot of newspapers and um, online outlets reacted. But here's what they're missing on the shop. And I think this is how, the way you need to look at this because the media is not seeing this. I don't think anybody else is seeing this. What have we seen in the last decade in media? Well, we saw LeBron ascend to amazing heights. Media loves him. And what did he do 
as his profile grew, his bank account grew, he started to distance himself from the media. There's a few athletes who get to an apex where they're above the media. They don't need the media. You know when LeBron needs a media, hey, I'm opening a school. I'll give a couple interviews. That's it. LeBron doesn't need them. He can speak to his fans through social media, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. And now he does what I don't think many athletes have done. At his apex, in his prime, LeBron's got a TV show where he brings on other star athletes and cuts out the middleman. The media has now been cut out. They're not asking the questions. They're not driving the topics. That's what LeBron and his friends are doing. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? So Tiger Woods started his own website. Never been a media guy. I don't need the media. I don't do interviews. I've got my website. Here's my news and information. Derek Jeter, one of the greatest baseball players of his generation. Hall of Fame. Lock. Legend. Beloved Yankee. Never was a media guy. Started the Players' Tribune. Who needs the media? Do you have something to say? Don't let your message get filtered by a media member. Write it on the Players' Tribune. Cut out the middleman. And now LeBron with uninterrupted. LeBron with a TV show. You got something to say? Come say it on my platform. We don't need those guys. They may, and again, the media has been accused of this. I'm not saying all of them do it. They're going to distort it, your message, the way they want to, or they think is going to generate headlines. Right? You could, LeBron could give a 10 minute interview. And if you're listening and you're smart and savvy, you're looking for the one thing that's going to pop whether it's on radio, TV, web. you LeBron doesn't need the media. So the media is loving this LeBron stuff, but he's cutting out the middleman. And from LeBron, Tiger, Derek Jeter, we're seeing it increasingly. You don't need the media if you're a major star. That should be scary to the mainstream media, but they're not noticing that. That was my big takeaway from the shop. I mean, I, I kind of want to open the phone lines just to see what you guys thought. Um, but I just, and, and I have no, I, I'm part of the media, obviously. So I know this probably sounds silly to some people, but again, this idea that LeBron needs to invite some kind of challenger to his show to challenge him. Dude, if you want a debate show, turn on Bill Maher. That's what he does. I'm LeBron. I'm starting my own show. And and I love to reference this movie. And Sam always laughs at me. Fast and the Furious. Paul Walker trying to infiltrate this street racing gang led by Vin Diesel. So Paul Walker shows up at this street race. And he gets out of his car and I think they're making fun of him. Somebody calls him a snowman. I think it was Ja Rule maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so Paul Walker basically says, hey. I'll put my pink slip on the line. I want to race you, Vin Diesel. And one of Vin Diesel's guys steps out from the shadows and goes, you can't just climb in the ring with Ali. Who are you? What have you done? That's how I view LeBron saying to people who want to challenge him. You think LeBron's just going to invite somebody out there to challenge him? Michael Jordan never did that. You know who Michael Jordan picked? Hey, Ahmad Rashad, we're buddies. Yeah, let's go smoke some cigars. Okay, you can be my guy. You'll be my media guy. You think Ahmad Rashad ever challenged Michael Jordan? Come on. LeBron is a, 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 I'm sorry. He's above all these media guys. 
LeBron speaks, everybody reacts. That's how it is. There's not a lot of guys who can do that. So I will continue to defend LeBron James. I know he lives out here in L.A. I haven't had a chance to meet him yet. Probably won't. Although I'm trying to use my Kevin Durant connection to get in. I'll let you know how that works out. Um, but I, I enjoyed LeBron's shop. I would recommend checking it out um, on HBO if you got the chance. Coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. College football, I'm not going to give all the picks, but I'm telling you right now, there's two teams ahead of everybody else, Clemson and Alabama. But you're going to be a little surprised to know Clemson's actually overtaken Alabama in one respect. We'll talk about that next. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm seeing more Khalil Mack movement on the lines. I told you last break that uh, since the Mack deal to Chicago, the Raiders. Oh no, let, let's go to let's start with the Bears. The Bears. On the road in week one in Green Bay, they were eight-point dogs. They're now seven and a half. Also, the Chicago Bears last night were 100-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Since the Khalil Mack trade, 60-1. to Now, I don't think that means there's big money flowing in on the Bears. You know, I'm sure a couple people took some chances. Uh, at the same time, you know what's going to be curious with this NFL gambling? And I'll get to college football in a second. So, apparently the Bears had an internal meeting last night, and the coach said, I've got some big news for you guys. Now, this just goes to show how tight-knit the NFL is. The news did not leak last night. So, I guess the Bears players knew last night they were getting Khalil Mack. What if one of the players told their friends, and their friend went and made a big-money play on the Bears to win the Super Bowl in Vegas at 100-1? to before everybody else knew about the Khalil Mack trade. So, Rob, I know you're big into gambling. Sam, I don't know how big you are into it. But is that the kind of thing that people would look into if all of a sudden some Joe Schmo Friday night bets, I don't know, 10 dimes on the Bears to win the Super Bowl? Maybe you move the line. Maybe you're like, oh, this is some Schmo off the street, but 10 dimes, that's a lot of money. And then now the Khalil Mack story comes out. Do you think is that risky if you're the friend of the Bears player and you got tipped? Oh, up? that's getting flagged immediately. Okay, immediately. So I guess you don't go ten dimes. Maybe you sprinkle it everywhere. You spread it around. Five hundred yeah. at this shop. Five hundred there. Exactly. Okay. Huh? That because it's stuff like that that's going to be interesting when it comes to injuries, right? If the night before, if the Saturday night before at the walkthrough, a star. You know, it's just any player, receiver, running back. All of a sudden, he ain't doing the walkthrough, and he's not playing, but it's not out there. And you start seeing bets. That's why you got – this is why the gambling stuff's going to be fascinating. You've got to keep an eye on the lines and the movement and where the money's going. It's not necessarily the number of bets and the number of tickets, because any guy off the street can walk in and put 20 bucks on a game. That doesn't matter. And you get a lot of week, weekend Vegas warriors going into party. Oh, here's 20 bucks. Here's 10, you know. It's the big money that matters. So keep an eye on that. Uh, regarding college football, I quickly want to, you know, the season officially gets underway today. We got some great games. Washington, Auburn. I'm excited for that one. I will obviously be telling you where to put your money shortly. Um, the big game, of course, 
you know, involves Michigan and Notre Dame. We got we went over the Jim Harbaugh stuff, which I think is going to be huge. And we'll see what happens if Michigan can't come through tonight. Remember, they lost their final three games last year. A four-game losing streak for Jim Harbaugh? That would be scary. But most of the college football talk centers around Alabama and Clemson. They are the two best teams in the country. No disrespect to Georgia. Georgia would be third. But Alabama and Clemson are loaded. And, you know, I, I see all these people picking Alabama to win the national title. And I actually have more confidence in Clemson to get there than Alabama. And I'll tell you why. This is similar to who's going to get back to the Super Bowl, Eagles or Patriots. And all the jabronis are going to be, oh, Eagles, come on, they got the best roster. Wentz was the MVP. Patriots aren't that good. Who are the receivers? Stop. I'm going to stop you there. Full stop. This is what matters. Look at the NFC. Look at the AFC. NFC's loaded. Landmines all over the place. Now Khalil Mack's going to the NFC. One of the best defensive players in the league. The NFC is stacked. Of the nine best teams in the NFL. And the nine best chances to win the Super Bowl. Seven are in the NFC. That's why I have more confidence in the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl instead of the Eagles. As such, in college football, the SEC is loaded. The ACC is not. Are you ready for a great stat? This is, again, Clemson should be a lock for the playoff. I mean, nothing's a lock. They play one ranked opponent as of right now. That's it! FSU! That's it! Late October, they do have to go to FSU. I think FSU could be pretty good. Francois, the quarterback's back. And yeah, the schedule has guys like Boston College. They got to go to uh, A&M, I believe, to face Jimbo Fisher. College Station's tough to win in. They got to play South Carolina, which is, can be up and down. But they're going to be favorites, Clemson, in 11 of 12 games. And they're going to be favored by at least a touchdown. Alabama, little harder schedule. Plus, you got the SEC title game. Now, Alabama does have to go to Ole Miss. They got to go to LSU, and yes, I know they beat Ole Miss sixty-six to three last year. Um. This report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy more to the Chicago Bears. Deal still being worked out, but the Bears are the team. Rappaport adds the Bears are expected to send at least two first-round picks to Oakland. College football Friday night, number 11 Michigan State escaped an upset by rallying for a 38-31 victory over Utah State. Baseball Friday night, Cleveland acquired Josh Donaldson from the Blue Jays. The Dodgers acquired David Freeze from the Pirates. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Our number two here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, firing on all cylinders on this, the first Saturday of the college football season. Great games today. We will get to the pick shortly. Very excited. Listen, folks. I got two massive underdogs that you're going to absolutely love and want to get in on. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Khalil Mack. But I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Very big news in the NFL. we got to talk about it off the top. I will get to Notre Dame, Michigan. I will revisit what I said about Jim Harbaugh earlier. 
I really do believe biggest story in football this year is Jim Harbaugh. If it don't work out in Michigan, <laughs> there are some NFL teams licking their chops for the chance to get the game changer that is Jim Harbaugh. I can't wait for Michigan-Notre Dame tonight. Listen, if Notre Dame wins that game, that'll be four straight losses for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. It's going to be a long year in Ann Arbor. A lot of speculation. No speculation here needed. Khalil Mack is headed to Chi-Town. And I got to say, I absolutely love this deal for the Bears. What's not to love? You now have a defensive front with Leonard Floyd promising. Akeem Hicks, who led them in sacks last year. You got Aaron Lynch, who I've loved a lot for from Notre Dame. You add Roquan Smith. All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is like, man, I got jacked up last year by Anthony Barr, who's a menace from Minnesota. Relax. Now I got to face Khalil Mack? That's bad news if I'm the Packers. And as I said last hour, Bears Super Bowl futures vaulted from 100 to 1 last night to 60 to 1 this morning. The Bears. I'm going to dive deeper into the Bears shortly. I mean, I don't want to go overboard and say they're going to be a playoff team, but the because the NFC is loaded. But there is something to the Bears. I just I'm looking at their schedule, and I mean, when you take a gander at the schedule, folks, it, it ain't any a difficult schedule. This is a team that's going to make some noise. I'll get back to the Bears shortly, but first of all, I need to get the knives out for John Gruden because what just happened on his watch, and I know McKenzie's still the GM. But John Gruden, in one fell swoop, just lost Raider Nation. Mac was their best player. I know Carr's very good, and he's a franchise quarterback, and quarterback means the most. But how John Gruden lost Khalil Mack, that's going to be the next leg to drop. And there are reports out there that there was no communication from Gruden to Mack. Dude, you come in. To Oakland, having left the NFL for the announcing booth where you got that cushy life. The first thing you need to do, John Gruden, is endear yourself to the team's best player. I'm not saying you need to suck up to Khalil Mack or kiss the ring because he don't have one except a defensive player of the year. Do they get a ring or a plaque for that? Probably not a ring. But you've got to at least develop a relationship with your best player. And by all accounts, so far, Gruden did not do that. No communication. What Gruden did was, he got his, what was it, 10 years, Nick, 10 years, $100 million contract for Gruden? Is that what it was? 100 mil! So, let's see, you're paying the coach, you are paying the franchise quarterback, and now Khalil Mack wants to get paid. Now, we do happen to have a Raiders fan in the building, producer Rob, who... We're going to get his thoughts shortly, because he actually thinks that you the Raiders could not have paid Mac more than what Carr makes. And I'm sure, listen, there's a valid argument there. But at the same time, what the hell has Carr done? He did have one good year, but he got his contract. I mean, Khalil Mack's defensive player of the year. This guy is a game changer. Carr? We don't know. He just it's lost Crabtree. It's broke. It's broke.
I, I just don't understand how John Gruden could butcher this so badly. The hundred million dollar man, the franchise quarterback, and the, and the, and the, and then Khalil Mack, you just totally lose him. I mean, seriously, John Gruden. Now we know the Raiders' defense wasn't very good in the first place, and I'm sure some people would argue, "Well, wait a sec, you know why you got to pay Khalil Mack all this money when you don't have a good defense to begin with?" And there's some validity there, but what's the defense without Khalil Mack? So not only does your secondary stink, but now you can't even get to the passer. The Raiders are going to get shredded defensively, absolutely torched. And and here's the worst part. They're not even a division in a division with any great quarterbacks. I like Phillip Rivers. Uh, we don't know what Case Keenum's given Denver. We don't know what Pat Mahomes is going to do with the Chiefs. So I, this is terrifying. If I'm Raider Nation, I'm angry. All right, so Rob, I want to bring you in here. You're not wearing your Khalil Mack jersey today. Would have been understandable if this is indeed your swan song <laughs> here Saturday mornings. But when you think about it, would you have given Mac the money? No. Not see, the money, no, I, not see, the no, money I, he was thinking. You no. need to back that up. And the reason being, it is too difficult to justify paying a pass rusher 33% more guaranteed than your franchise quarterback. Especially when your defense isn't any good as it is. And as much as I think Khalil Mack is a monster, I think he's even going to be better in Chicago oh, than, he was, yes. than he was in Oakland. But it, they're not in a position right now to give a defensive player that much money. Well, here's what's scary, though, by that logic. Did they not pay Carr enough? Because, I, I mean, if you're going to pay your defensive end more than your quarterback, how, I mean, how do you justify it? You, you're just saying it's impossible to. It just doesn't work. There's no way you could get that deal done for it to make sense. Well, they lucked out with Carr. Well, number one, Carr was a second round pick. Second round so it pick. Was a four, he was on a four year deal instead of a five year deal. Right. And they paid him early to make, they avoided him getting the free agency and getting, you know, the last year of his deal kind of situation. Which is, could be what Dak Prescott's up against. Exactly. Because right? he was a mid round pick and this is his. Because if the Raiders would have paid Khalil Mack last year, I guarantee you he's not going to be getting 57, 60 million guaranteed. Right. So the Raiders just butchered this. And it's weird because Reggie McKenzie had had a great run prior to this. I love what he did uh gutting the franchise. And, and you know, in a way, I thought that, that McKenzie, when he was in um, – before he got to the Raiders, I thought they set like a blueprint for how the Jets should do it, right? And you get your quarterback, then you build the offensive line. And after two years, I mean, Carr, that second year, right, Carr looked like he was lights out. He had an awesome offensive line, and he had the two good receivers, and it looked like McKenzie was building something, and they just never were able able to capture that magic last year. Right, and so what happened with them is kind of the same thing that happened with Seattle, just on a much smaller scale, is they ran into a situation where they drafted so well for two years that all of their guys were up for contracts at the same time. Mm. So you had Carr, Mack, and Cooper coming up this year, are all going to be looking for big money. And realistically, you can't afford to keep all three of them out with the dollars they were looking for. And they lost Crabtree. They lost Crabtree. Cooper, like, led the league in drops. Mm-hmm. He was but up there. they expect him to be the number one this year. So if he has the year they're expecting or they hope he's going to have, 
he's going to be looking for that, you know, Brandon Cooks type money. See, this is what makes the NFL so fascinating in that it's tough to build a dynasty the way the Patriots have. Right. I mean, this is two decades of excellence. Most other dynasties, like you said, are the Seattle four to five year variety. Right. You get the quarterback on the rookie deal. You build around him. And then all of a sudden you got to pay your quarterback. Remember, Ben Roethlisberger, Super Bowl on a rookie deal. They have to build around him. Tough to get back. Okay. That's, it's happening everywhere in the NFL. It's really difficult. New York Giants, right? Eli Manning, as soon as they paid him the big, big bucks, boom, what, what have they done since then? It's tough to build around a quarterback who's making 30 million. And that's why, you know, a lot of people are killing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But the Patriots have figured it out. The only guy that matters is the quarterback. Pay him, get a good defensive scheme. Everybody else is interchangeable, right? Yeah. Well, I read actually uh, uh, the day that the Aaron Rodgers news broke because they're talking about how, how are they going to afford everybody. You know, Aaron Rodgers is making so much money. Right now, the Packers, 70% of their roster is on rookie deals. Seven. So that, that is how you afford to pay your quarterback. If you're willing to say, hey, we're, we'll take second and third year young guys and kind of pray for the best. Because we hope our quarterback is that good to, to you, cover up any deficiencies. You've got to trust your drafting big time. Exactly. But listen, 70% of the players on rookie contracts in a conference where the Rams are stacked, the Saints are stacked, Eagles are very, well, very good. The Rams are stacked for two years, and then what? Well, that's fine. That's all you need. That, get that Super Bowl. That's their window. If they don't get in two what, years. You think they... the Saints have a big window? No. I mean, Drew Brees, 39. You know, they just made a trade for Bridgewater, maybe, as the next guy. The Minnesota Vikings are the team to watch, right? They have a lot of young players on rookie deals. Cook, Carr, uh, Cook, Barr, a lot of the young stars. They're not going to be able to pay Thielen, Diggs, all these guys. You get Kirk Cousins, let's give him the 30 million each year guaranteed. And it, and, and it's a situation where your window is tiny. In the NFL to win. Isaac, you, you want to add something? Yeah, Jason, uh, this is actually really interesting. Uh, two minutes ago, Derek Carr's official Twitter feed tweeted, quote, no way, unquote. We told you Bruce Irvin's tweet earlier, but this is the starting quarterback for the Raiders just tweeting, no way. See, now that's fishy. It's broke. Huh. So do, do you, do you guys believe uh, Mr. Carr just found out? I, I don't know about that. There was a report that well, last night, the Bears knew that there was a deal. Could the Raiders have not told anybody? You don't even confer with your starting quarterback? You think Carr woke up out here on the West Coast at 8 o'clock to like 75 text messages? Yeah, we just traded Khalil Mack. I find that hard to believe. I mean, really? How do you not loop in your star quarterback? That's, boy, John Gruden is real. <laughs> So Gruden losing Raider Nation, I think that's the that's the peg off this just earth-shattering news in the NFL. Now, I'll say this. This kind of deal happens in the NBA all the time, right? I mean, we see NBA trades almost every summer. There's massive ones. Usually there's some heads up from the media. These teams want this guy. We have an idea where some guys are going. We knew Gordon Hayward was considering the Celtics. Um. We I, we nailed the Kyrie Irving trade. We're, we have a more of a heads up in the NBA. In the NFL, there's not a whiff. Not one person talked Bears and Khalil Mack. Nobody. Nobody had the uh, Akib Talib 
moving. Nobody had all the big moves. It just doesn't work. Alex Smith was rumored to be going somewhere. Nobody had Redskins. So this NFL deal coming out of absolutely nowhere is massive. Folks, I, I, again, we're going to get to it later. Let me close on this. So after the Bears open with the Packers, that's a, that's a very tough game on the road. Sunday night football, Aaron Rodgers return, blah, blah, blah. It's winnable. They get Seattle at home, and Seattle is not very good this year. I think they're 500 or below. They go to Arizona. Arizona can be tough at home. And they face Tampa Bay in Jameis' first game of the season. Because remember, he has that three-game suspension. Then they have their bye week. You're telling me the Bears couldn't open 3-1? and one? Why not? And then they go to Miami, you know, which can be tough. But let's, I mean, I like Miami. They're not world beaters. So there's an outside shot the Bears are 4-1 and one before they host Tom Brady. And now all of a sudden, you know, I didn't even realize this. The Bears last year had a top 10 defense in yards per play. Yards per play allowed 5.1. That's That was pretty good. And that was without Roquan Smith, the superstar linebacker they just drafted. That was without Khalil Mack. They got some playmakers in the secondary. I mean, when you look at this schedule... Detroit twice. Detroit's not very good. Have you seen the doom and gloom out of Detroit, guys? There are some real concerns about the Lions. I mean, my Jets, they're, they're, they don't scare anybody. This is a workable, manageable uh, schedule for the Bears. I'm not going to rule out a playoff trip. I think 500 or 9-7 and seven is closer. It's just that the NFC is stacked. All right, coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Yes, we will get to college football picks this hour. I know you're eagerly anticipating them as kickoff around the country happens in 45 minutes. But every year in the NFL, one thing happens. It's a given. It's a lock. It happens every year. Which team is going to go worst to first in 2018? I've got the answer next. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I kind of teased it at the outset. I'll, I'll be uh, doing a gam- sports gambling podcast for Fox coming up here about eight days. I'm going to do twice a week. And uh, I, I've gotten into gambling a lot. I know producer Rob loves it when we talk sports gambling on this show. And I, I, I mean, you never want to brag about being a, gam- a good gambler. I love gambling. I'll just say it, leave it at that. Um, and uh, I would bring on a guy last season. We call him T.A. He tries to say someone anonymous. Uh, he has a real job. And we enter the Super Contest every year in Vegas. And he finished in the money last year. So we're going to bring him on every week. He's up here in about seven minutes to tell you his picks for this week. Um, I, I, I just – sports gambling during football, there's really nothing better. You can have all these people complaining about kneeling and national anthem and ratings. I don't care. <laughs> Give me fantasy football. Give me sports gambling. It's just fun. I love it. So we'll do plenty of that on the show. Before we get to the gambling, uh, every single year in the NFL, without fail, a team goes worst to first. And I'm going to tell you right now that last year, two teams did it. If you remember, 2016, the Jaguars were thirteen, uh, 3 and 13. They made the AFC Championship game the next year. 2016, the Eagles were 7-9. and nine, Last place in the NFC East, and they won the Super Bowl. 
So the improbable happens in the NFL almost every year. And I'm going to read to you right now the last place teams in the NFL last year. And then I'll offer you my picks on which teams are going to do it or have the best chance. So last year, the Jets were 5-11. and The Browns were 0-16. The Colts and Texans were 4-12. and The Broncos were 5-1. and Giants 3-13. and Bears 5-11. and Bucks 5-11. and Niners 6-10. and Those were your last place teams in the NFL. I think it's safe we could cross the Jets and Browns off the list, right? Short of injuries to Brady and Big Ben, the Jets and Browns are not going worse to first. I think it's safe to cross the Bears and Bucks off the list because they play in a division with Aaron Rodgers, right? The Bears do. And the Bucks play with the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints, all of whom made the playoffs last year. So it's safe we can cross those teams off. Am I going to get pushed back on the Bears from you, Nick? Can they go worst to first? Uh, well, no. Vikings still are in the division. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. No. So we've eliminated four. That leaves these as the teams that could go worst to first. Colts, Texans. They were tied for last last year. Broncos, Giants, 49ers. I think I'm going to pass on the Giants. Well, agreement, Nick? I mean, I don't I, – listen, I think they're going to be better, but worst to first in a division – where the Eagles are still breathing. I think the Cowboys are going to be better. And this is the nugget you need to know in the New York Giants. They're going to be underdogs the first seven weeks of the season. They open with Jacksonville, visit Dallas, have to go to Houston, Saints, Panthers, Eagles, Falcons. That's brutal. I'm not saying they're starting 0-7. But they're going to be dogs probably in the first seven weeks of the season. So I don't think the Giants can go worst to first. A lot of people are going to pick the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo, look at how they ended last. Hold up. The Rams are stacked. Seattle's not dead yet. Arizona's, they're not going to roll over. They're pretty good at home. I don't think the Niners are going to go worst to first. So I'm basically down to three teams. Denver Broncos, Colts, and Texans. I think the Broncos could do it. I know. You're already shaking your head, Nick. I, I know. He's got his Chargers jersey on. Was that LT? Yeah, powder blue LT to start the season this week, Jason. The I bet, best I bet when you, in sports. you, if you put that as your Tinder picture, you're going to just lock down the. Oh, it, who says it's not there already? Ooh! <laughs> That's a bold move to put a football jersey on your Tinder. I would have gone shirtless or tank top, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm, uh, not shirtless. I'm dad bod right now. With, <laughs> so, yeah. Here's why I think the Broncos could go worse to first. The Chargers are cursed. Okay, we we know that they've been very unlucky. Uh, I don't know what the Raiders are going to be. I, I I Gruden has won a Super Bowl, but I don't know how much I trust him. And you got the Chiefs who have been to the playoffs three years in a row with Andy Reid, and then they got Pat Mahomes coming in. I I, I don't know what the Chiefs are going to be. Remember, this is a team that led 21-3 at halftime last year at home in the playoffs and blew it. So I don't know how the Chiefs bounce back from that. So the Broncos could, at yeah, 9-7, and seven, do they win the division? They could. So I would think the Broncos are my second best team to go worst to first. But you know my number one. This should surprise nobody. I've gassed them up for a couple weeks now. Indianapolis Colts. Love the season win total over. 
healthy Andrew Luck got better in the trenches. I know the defense is not great, but when you don't have a great defense, what do you do? You control the ball. Guess who led the league in time of possession in the last two years? The Philadelphia Eagles. Their offensive coordinator, Frank Reich. He's now the Colts head coach. They're going to ground and pound. Andrew Luck is going to go heavy to the tight ends. I'm the biggest Andrew Luck fan on the planet. If you're looking for the two teams to go worst to first in the NFL, number one, Indianapolis Colts. Number two, Denver Broncos. There you have it, folks. Keep an eye on those two. Coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, we're diving into finally, finally, college football picks. We're going to talk a little week one NFL. Hey, that Thursday game, there's been some movement on the line. Eagles-Falcons opener, I think you might be surprised. It may actually get you to the window today to get ahead of the the, the gold rush for week one in the NFL. So we're going to talk gambling with my guy, T.A. He's going to tell you how he spent his uh, Super Contest winnings. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Jason Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Raiders have a tentative agreement in place to trade star defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. Rappaport adds that the Bears are giving the Raiders two first-round picks and likely more. A developing part of this story is the reaction. Derek Carr, the Raiders' starting quarterback, tweeted a short time ago, quote, No way, unquote. Raiders linebacker Bruce Irvin tweeted earlier this morning, quote, no bleeping way, unquote, before adding a short time later, quote, now move on and win, time to beat the Rams, unquote. College football Friday night, number 11 Michigan State trailed Utah State 31-30 to with two minutes to play. Shotgun snap, Lewerke runs to his right. Last second toss to Connor Hayward, he's going to the end zone, he dives, he scores, touchdown MSU! George Blaha the call on WJR as the Spartans pulled it out 38-31. Baseball Friday night, Cleveland acquired Josh Donaldson from the Blue Jays, the Brewers acquired Curtis Granderson from the Jays, and Gio Gonzalez from the Nationals, the Dodgers acquired David Freeze from the Pirates. And on the field Friday night, an eighth-inning home run by Justin Turner was the difference in the Dodgers' 3-2 win over the Diamondbacks, so the Dodgers are now one back of first-place Arizona in the National League West. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more. On your car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So our next guest, uh, I don't want to take credit for putting him on the map. Uh, but we started bringing him on the show. He started crushing it with the gambling. And now I see he's uh, he's becoming something of a local celebrity in the state he lives in. Because he's going on the shows there to talk gambling. Let me bring in my man T.A. Uh, joining us from parts unknown, or do you want to say where you're blowing up, or what? Ta, give me the give me the goods. What hey, what's think? up, Jason? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here in Cleveland. I think we've talked about it before. I'm a Cleveland guy, Ohio State, Ohio State guy. Yeah, I had to. I've had to endure a full year of you uh, talking about my LeBron James leaving uh, my Cavs. So finally, it, it occurred, and he's he's in LA now. So uh, we're trying to pick up the pieces and, and uh, get ready for football season. So uh, let's start real quick. You won some money in the Super Contest. You were just crushed it last year, dude. 
It was incredible. Uh, I, I've finished above 500 three times, but I've never finished in the money. So tell me, when you finish in the money, what is it like? Where did you spend your winnings? Did you did you get uh, you put a ring on a nice lady that I've seen on Instagram, or you just taking vacations? You investing? What are you doing with the winnings? Well, you know, it, it, unfortunately, it wasn't uh, wasn't any sort of life changing money or anything. <laughs> I finished. I had two entries at a group entry with some buddies, and then I had uh, my own personal entry. So we both cashed. Um, you know, good money, nothing, nothing crazy. Just, yeah, I, I take that money. I, uh, you know, saved it and I, I'm an investment guy by trade. So, Ooh. um, I, you know, I do, do invest a little bit in, in the market and in some other things. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't as big of a hit as I, as I'd like. Oh, uh, in stop it, winning, dude. 3,000 <laughs> people enter this thing and you, you were one of the 50. Did you hear that they're raising it this year? 100 people will finish in the money. Yeah, yeah, which I don't mind, by the way. I know there's going to be probably over 3,000 people this year, and which is fine. I think the people that are joining last minute here for the first time are the kind of the fish. I'm not really worried about them finishing high up, so it, the more the merrier. All right, so let's let's dive in. Uh, first, I want to start with the Bears uh, trading for Khalil Mack. I'm sure you saw their futures down from 100 to 1 to 60 to 1. I looked at the schedule. There's a chance they open 3 or 4 and 1. Uh, I don't see them beating the Packers week one. The line did move down from eight to seven and a half. Your thoughts on the Bears futures and Khalil Mack impacting, you know, the potential line or the division there? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a little bit of an impact. He's, um, he's obviously one of the best pass rushers in the league and, you know, the, uh, Chicago for all their troubles the last few years, you know, Vic Pangio's done a nice job with that defense and, um, adding him to Leonard Floyd and some of the, the other, uh, you know, Roquan Smith that they've got. I think it's going to be a really nice defense. The Bears, you know, I like the, the Matt Nagy hire. I think he uh, is going to bring a nice dynamic offense to uh, from Kansas City to Chicago. But, you know, my one issue with the Bears is I'm not a huge fan of Mitch Trubisky. I, huh. He's actually a, he's a local guy here from Cleveland. So I know all, all about him. And, I, you know, I, there was talk that the Browns were, you know, when they decided on Miles Garrett, between him and him and Trubisky and, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of, of going after Trubisky. I, I think he's a decent quarterback. I'm not sure he's an upper echelon guy. So my only issue with this is they're really, you know, you're putting all your eggs in the Trubisky basket. You've got no more draft picks really for the next couple of years. So oh. they're really going to have to hit on, you know, they really need Trubisky to step up. So I, I think for this year, they've got a really tough schedule. Obviously, they got to play Minnesota and Green Bay four times. You got to play the Rams. You got to play New England. So they got a really, really tough schedule. I think. You know, they can, I think the, the win total now is six and a half. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're an eight and eight team, but, um, in terms of winning the division or, you know, making sort of a playoff or Super Bowl run, I don't see it this year. Uh, I, I do want to add this Trubisky's rookie year, you know, up and down, but his stats were similar to how bad Jared Goff was in his first year mm-hmm. with, uh, with the Rams and Jeff Fisher. Now he got a new coach, an offensive guy, and Goff kind of popped. I don't, we could see that from Trubisky. I don't know. Yeah, five fumbles in 12 games. Uh, I don't, we'll see. Bears definitely a year away, but all right, let's get to college football picks first. Uh, anything that jumps out at you today, obviously I'm all over your Buckeyes, 38 and a half. They're going to just murder Oregon State, right? I mean, this feels like a us against the world. Oh, we're going to be fine without Urban. What is it? 51 seven, something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know a ton about Oregon State, but I do know they're, they might be the worst power five team in the country. Uh, the only thing that worries me about taking a spread that large is, you, you know, you could be up, you know, 40 some odd points and, 
now you got the third teamers in there and you, you know, you might get a late, you know, backdoor cover from, from Oregon State. But, um, I, if you're going to do that, I would almost advise taking the first half, take Ohio State first half, because mm-hmm. then you've got, you know, all the, the big boys, uh, putting up points, um, before they, they have to take a seat in the second half. But, um, it's going to be a, could be a major weight whitewash. I think J.K. Dobbins will have a monster game and, um, they'll overwhelm Oregon State. So we'll see. Good luck with that. One of the tougher things to do in college football is pick the big games. People care about Notre Dame, Michigan, but is there? Do you see a play there? Do you see one in Washington, Auburn, uh, the LSU game? Just give out a couple winners for us. Yeah, so I, I like Michigan, um, and actually I, I got them at plus one and a half. They're actually up to minus two and a half, so they must have gotten some really bad wow. money. Yeah, on them, and and to me, I like Shane Patterson. I think I'm a fan. I, I liked him at Ole Miss. You know, he's a little bit of a gunslinger. He'll make some uh, some bad mistakes every once in a while. But for the first time in, you know, Harbaugh's career at Michigan, they've got a guy who can actually complete some passes down the field. I mean, their defense is loaded. Rashawn Gary is a stud. Uh, Devin Bush at linebacker. You know, they're going to be able to slow down Notre Dame. Uh, I don't think Winbush completed 54% of his passes last year. Like, he's not, not a guy who can, you know, really push the ball downfield. Um, and so I think with Patterson, they've got the advantage there, and, and I'll always back the, the great defense here. Uh, so I, I do like Michigan. I, I also took Auburn. I'm not a huge yeah. play for me, you know, because I, I do like Browning. I like Miles Gaskin, and um, the secondary for Washington is really good. I did see that their left tackle is out today. Yes. He, he did not make the trip, so that could be a big one. And Auburn obviously has essentially the, the home field advantage down down in Atlanta, so uh, I do like and, and whenever you got SEC versus Pac-12, you got to take the SEC, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Trey Adams, by the way, that left tackle for Washington, he could be a top ten pick. He's really good. Uh, so Michigan and Auburn. Uh, let me toss out two long shots. Um, I, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about this on Twitter. UNLV getting twenty six and a half at USC. Uh, not only does USC have the freshman quarterback, but Next week they've got Stanford. We saw what Stanford did last night. And I just don't, I see them, you know, obviously beating UNLV, but fun little nugget here that I, that I saw. UNLV's been an underdog of 21 or more points seven times under this head coach, Tony Sanchez. Six of them they've covered. So teams like Michigan, UCLA, Ohio State, they overlook UNLV. They beat them, obviously, but UNLV find a ways uh, to cover. Twenty six and a half. You taking that or no? Yeah, no. I I saw you and uh, I saw you know the Bear Felica. Bear. You both like yeah. UNLV and and my only point was I was saying I didn't think the look ahead was really a factor here because of uh, you know it's the first game for for the freshman quarterback for for JT Daniels for USC. So you know it's the home opener. You, you know these guys really have been itching to play all summer. So I don't think they're necessarily going to look forward or look ahead. Um, now they may set their guys a little bit early just to make sure that they're all rested for next week, but. Um, I, I do agree. UNLV has put up points in the past. They do, uh, obviously, that stat. Um, they're good at big underdogs. So I think it's a lot of points uh, for the first game. And um, getting you know, getting a, a good offense with a good quarterback, who's a dual-threat guy, um, I, I do like that. You know, worst case, you got the backdoor opportunity. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on uh, UNLV. Another dog, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm playing to the look-ahead. Coastal Carolina, 29-and-a-half. They go to South Carolina. Obviously, the Gamecocks are better. I would never argue that. But the Gamecocks have Georgia next week. Huge conference game. Massive implications. It's the game of the week on CBS, national television. I can just see, you know, South Carolina kind of sleepwalking through this opener. 
twenty nine and a half. I, I know not. I know very little <laughs> about Coastal Carolina. I, I I won't pretend like I even know who their quarterback is. But I'm the number here just jumps out of me in the look ahead. Any thoughts and and toss out another game if you got one. No, I, I nothing like you said. I don't know anything about Coastal Carolina. Um, so I do know South Carolina is one of those kind of trendy. Um, teams in the in the SEC along with Mississippi State that could kind of come out of nowhere. So um, I know Debo Samuel's back. They're a big receiver. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. With these big point spreads and non-conference games, you know, it, it always comes down. feels like it always comes down to uh, kind of the reserves in the fourth quarter. So kind of like the Ohio State-Oregon State game, it's it's kind of – you just kind of hold your breath there. So um, no real opinion, though, on that All one. Right. Um, I'll say one one team I do like, um, and I took their over win total, and they're playing today, so I took them as well. Is Miami of Ohio? Um, depending on when you got it and where you're getting it, the, the, they were plus two a um, few hours ago. Now they're they're up to minus two. So what? Looks like the sharps are hitting them. So here's the deal with Miami of Ohio: um, they were zero and five last year in one score games. Okay, and so wow. we've talked about this. You've I know you've had people. Uh, on your show before talked about kind of regression and bouncing back and you know losing uh, having a really good record or really poor record in, in close games tend to reverse the next year because those things are kind of luck factors and you know coin flips you should essentially be close to 500 and so they're 0 and 5 last year they've got a quarterback in Gus Ragland who's been there for now 3 years he, he's, he's a solid a solid quarterback we got eight defensive starters back um, you know, it's the max, so it's not really a difficult, uh, conference I have to play with. Their, the win total is six and a half. Um, and, you know, they've got a pretty good set of, uh, skill position guys. So I, I've got some buddies here who, who do some, uh, announcing for the Mac. And so they, they agree with me that, that Miami is one of those teams that has a shot to bounce, huh. kind of bounce back and be a surprise. Their win total is six and a half. So they're getting, uh, I guess, like I said, depending on when you get the number, they may be around, uh, minus one or so against Marshall, who lost their, Back, he's now he's now uh, a backup for the Chiefs, Chase Litton. So no, no, uh, no, TA, TA. It's now two and a half. I just went. Oh wow, <laughs> dude, you got him early. This is why you give us the good stuff. All right, we got to get out of here, but quickly, okay. we're gonna have you back every week. Obviously, we're gonna do NFL next week. Any early lean Falcons, Eagles, and what games can we look at quickly? You don't have to dive deep, but just NFL Week One. Oh, I hit the Falcons already. Yes, four and a half a few weeks ago. Um, I think they went out right. Um, I took the Rams actually a few days ago when they were still minus three before when I saw the Khalil Mack news. Okay. So that's up to minus four. Uh, wow. just because I think the Raiders are terrible. I actually took under eight in their win total, by the way, for the Raiders today. Um, but other than that, I took the Ravens few, uh, about a month ago, minus four and a half. I think they're up to like six or seven against the, the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen potentially going into that, uh, into that Baltimore, uh, <laughs> uh, stadium could be ugly. So those are a couple that I've looked at early. I don't know if I'll take them at the, whatever the numbers released in the contest on Wednesday. But, uh, and I do like my Browns. Uh, yeah. They're getting five, six points. Um, you know, Steelers struggle on the road, uh, historically as, as a favorite. And Browns almost beat them last year with that, you know, with, with Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback. So, uh, I think that's, that's one that, that I would like to cover for now. Love it. All right, TA, good stuff. We'll have you back every week, folks. He knows his stuff, man. Uh, he knows his stuff. Thank you, TA. Have a great right. weekend. Good luck, Buckeyes. Coming up next here on the Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio, I will get the picks in Heisman Trophy. I will tell you who's making the playoff. We will do the college football winners for today right before the kickoff. That's next on the Big Lead, Fox Sports Gosh, can you feel the excitement, people? Goodness, football, about to kick off nationwide here. 
first Saturday of college football. You know, it's weird. The calendar turned to September. And as a guy who spent many, many years in the Northeast, you know, you, you can smell the crispness in the air. You can see the leaves changing colors. I'll never forget, and I've talked about it on the show before. One of my, like, indelible moments from childhood is, like, going out to the bus stop in the morning, and you can kind of see the dew, and you can see the leaves. You can smell fall in the air. You just don't get that out here in L.A. You just don't get it at all. I mean, I'm looking outside the window. It's like it could be any other May or June or February. It's all sunny, and it's pleasant. And it doesn't feel like fall, but then you look at the TV, you're like, oh, football, yes, gambling, fantasy. I just love it. I, I love every minute of football. And I'll just say this, you know, to wrap things up on the whole fall deal. There's a lot of guys on social media bashing football. Uh, a lot of it has to do with our rival network. They're turning into a basketball network. It's just continual slamming of football. And I get it. Player safety stinks, you know. I hate the franchise tag, but man, I love football. I just really enjoy watching it hours on hours on hours on end. Throwing the kid with my, throwing my, the football with my kid. It's just fun. Uh, let me, you know what? Let me toss in my daughter because she sees us tossing the football and she like wants to get in. Uh, so I, Bryn, I didn't leave you out of that one. All right. Anyways, I do want to get off some picks here for the college football weekend. First of all, I want to just give you my Heisen winner. And Bryce Love, by the way, did you guys see him last night? I mean, he had one game under 100 yards last year. Every other game, he's like 150, 300, whatever. He had like 30 yards against San Diego State. Bryce Love, the great Stanford running back. A lot of people liked him to win the Heisman. I can't take a running back. I just don't see it happening this year. Uh, I know there's getting a lot of love for the kid from Wisconsin. He had a nice game last night. My Heisman pick, I'm going a little chalky here. I'm sorry. The best quarterback Nick Saban's ever had at Alabama, and that's no disrespect to Greg McElroy, no disrespect to A.J. McCarron. But Tua, the dual threat. Should I try to say his last name, Nick, or no? Rob, I'm going to give it a shot. One of you guys can help me out when I butcher it. Tua Tagliovila. That's not right. That's just not even close. I'll spell it for you. T-A-G-O-V-A-I. L-O-A. Tag o Viola? No, that's probably not it. I'll just wait for the announcers to say it, but he's dynamite. He saved the national championship game. He's the like a dual threat quarterback that you need in college football. I don't want to call him Deshaun Watson, but that's the kind of skill set. He'll beat you with his legs and he'll beat you with his arm. I like Tua to win the Heisman. Uh, my four playoff teams a little chalky. Clemson, Alabama, obviously. I like Georgia to sneak in. And even if they lose today, and I'm picking Auburn, I like Washington to get in. I think the Big Ten teams beat each other up. I gave out a couple picks for today earlier. I like Ohio State in the points. Yeah, 38 and a half. Took UNLV, big underdog at USC. Took Coastal Carolina, big underdog in South Carolina. And like TA, uh, we said in the last segment, I'm on Michigan. I got them plus one. They're now favored. And I got Auburn. Uh, two and a half favored in the big game today against Washington. I also like reluctantly Tennessee plus 10. Coming up next year on the big lead Fox Sports Radio, I'll tell you what's happening in college football as the kickoffs happen. 
But also, John Gruden, Khalil Mack, lot left on that one. Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Raiders have a tentative agreement in place to trade star defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. Deals still being worked out, but the Bears are the destination. Rappaport adds the Bears are expected to send at least two first-round picks to Oakland. Derek Carr, the Raiders' starting quarterback, tweeted a short time ago simply, quote, No way, unquote. Today's college football action about to kick off with number five Ohio State hosting Oregon State, number seven Oklahoma clashing with Florida Atlantic, number sixteen TCU taking on Southern, and Maryland meeting number twenty three Texas at FedEx Field. Baseball Friday night, Cleveland acquired Josh Donaldson from the Blue Jays. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. We are Woo! Oh, welcome back. Hour number three, just as college football's kicking off. Folks, this is one of the great days of the month of September. The first kickoffs of college football. I know the season technically started last week, but there were no good games. Thursday, there were some okay games. We get ranked teams today. We got some big matchups. We got Jim Harbaugh against Notre Dame. Jim Harbaugh on a three-game losing streak. I hope you're going to be planted in front of a television tonight. And we've got an NFL trade. But first, I got to introduce myself. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's just been one of those awesome shows. This is what's so great about having an early Saturday morning radio show. Big news breaks Friday night, and it doesn't usually happen sometimes in the NBA. Sometimes there's a good college football game on Friday night. But when the Khalil Mack trade happens early, early Saturday morning, we're the first show to come at you. And I came out swinging. I said, John Gruden lost Raider Nation. And, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys who goes on social media and tries to take the temperature of Raider Nation. I'm just telling you the obvious. Khalil Mack was their best player. He was their most popular player. I don't want to hear this car was their best player. The Raiders just lost their best player. They now go into a season with a defense featuring a bunch of guys who you've never heard of. This Raiders defense is going to be a nightmare. Absolutely going to get ugly. And it could happen in week one. The Rams, by the way, were three-point favorites Heading into Oakland for that Monday night, late night game. Lines up to four. Vegas is not buying the Raiders defense. Year one for John Gruden. Year one for John Gruden could be ugly. Now I know what you're going to say. Hey, you got to give the guy some time. You got to give him some patience. They don't really afford that to you when you get a 10 year, $100 million contract. And I've been saying it all show. I fully expect a narrative to build that the Raiders gave Carr so much money. The Raiders gave Gruden so much money that they had a cash flow issue and simply could not pay Khalil Mack. I know that sounds absurd. Let's just see if it materializes. I mean, there's no other coaches in the NFL making John Gruden money. Now, we know the Raiders are going to be on the move to Vegas shortly. 
Okay, we know that Oakland has a lot going on regarding the defense. They lost Michael Crabtree. Like, this could be one of those down, really down years for Gruden. Welcome back, coach. So that's one to monitor. And I also had planned on opening the show before the Khalil Mack trade with J, uh, Mr. Jim Harbaugh with the Michigan Wolverines. And, and coaching is at a premium, right? You got, you get a lot of coaches hit the market and you're like, well, everybody's going to want that guy. There was a lot of interest in John Gruden. He hadn't been in the NFL in a long time. Now the Chicago Bears, what do you think they paired, paid Mr. Nagy? What do you think the Colts paid uh, Frank Reich? There's a lot of these young coaches out there. You could either spend a million, or I should say millions, or a hundred million to get a coach like Gruden, a big name, or you could spend a little less, get an unknown quantity who's going to you know, kind of wow you with offense. Take a look at what the Eagles did. They got Doug Peterson. He took a lot of heat that first year. Second year, he... Uh, won a Super Bowl. So this idea that you've got to go out and spend big money on a coach, if Gruden flops in year one and year two, oh boy, oh boy, I I just I don't we're, we're gonna have to see what happens with Gruden in Oakland. But I'm telling you, he is not starting off on the right foot. As for Khalil Mack and the Bears, it's tough not to like it from from a Chicago point of view. You look at a defense, and I I didn't. You know, they had some playmakers in the secondary. Eddie Jackson, like him a lot. Kyle Fuller, I like him a lot. But the pass rush, they did have 42 sacks last year. But the pass rush was kind of spread out. There was no one dominant guy. You didn't have to double Leonard Floyd. You didn't have to double Hakeem uh, Hicks. I like adding Aaron Lynch. I love Roquan Smith, their number one draft pick. And now you add Khalil Mack. According to one metric... The Bears' defense went up from 13th coming into the season to 6th simply by adding Khalil Mack. Now, that's just one metric. You don't want to go too too crazy on that. But I will add this. They were top 10 in yards per play allowed last year, 9th. They finished 9th, 5.1 yards per play allowed. And yards per play, if you're into the gambling stuff, is probably the most important defensive metric because it, it kind of averages things out. As opposed to, you know, if you just go on, uh, you know, rushing yards per game or passing yards per game. Well, if you're down 21 nothing, you're going to be passing a lot, you know. So uh, those numbers can be skewed. Yards per play is a good, good barometer. And they were, they were ninth. So this is a defense that, you know, is going to have to face some good quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, solid quarterback in Detroit. Kirk Cousins, I like him a lot more than others in Minnesota and Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, might be the most talented quarterback in the NFL. I I actually think he's more talented than Tom Brady. I don't think he's a, a better winner, obviously. But from sheer talent perspective, you've got three good quarterbacks in that division, and now you get Khalil Mack to go hunting twice a year for Aaron Rodgers. I think this is a slam dunk for the Bears. The other thing I want to add regarding the Khalil Mack trade before we get to college football. Oh, we, we've got a quick college football update as I pivot here. Ole Miss scored within the first minute a bomb touchdown in Texas Tech uh, to take a 7-0 lead. I'm not financially invested in either of these teams, but this one's going to be high scoring. Texas and Maryland is underway. Um, The better games are later today in college football. We'll get to those. But back 
to the Raiders real quick. So we talked about this earlier in the show. When you look at how teams are building their rosters now in the NFL, the number one thing is you get a quarterback on a rookie contract, you don't have to pay him a lot, and you can pay everybody else. The Raiders drafted Carr in the second round, so they didn't have him for the five years they only had him for four. And thus, you if he delivers, you have to pay him a year early so he doesn't hit the market. We're going to see that with Dak Prescott in Dallas coming this offseason. Everybody loves Dallas and Dak Prescott. Oh, he's a great story. Well, guess what? You're going to have to pay him big, big bucks soon. That's why the first-round quarterback getting that fifth year is so pivotal. You want to know why the Ravens traded up? To get Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round? So they could have him for that fifth year. They will not start him this year. It'll be Flacco unless he gets hurt. But they still have four years of Lamar Jackson to build around him. Remember, once your quarterback gets off that rookie deal, especially if he wins, you got to pay him. Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl. you got to back up the brinks. Ben Roethlisberger wins the Super Bowl. Pay that man his money. Russell Wilson is still the blueprint. Get him in the middle rounds. Kill the draft before and after you get him. Remember, when you can get a Super Bowl MVP like Malcolm Smith late in the draft, dude, that's money. They got Sherman late in the draft. They got Cam Chancellor late in the draft. You build around, you pay everybody else, and your quarterback's on a rookie deal. Seahawks win a Super Bowl, should have won two. Great run. That run appears over now. You have to pay Russell Wilson. You can't pay Richard Sherman. You can't pay Earl Thomas. You got the Cam Chancellor situation. He uh, abruptly retires. So a lot to monitor when it comes to the draft and free agency regarding the quarterback position. Raiders had to pay Carr. You can't pay Khalil Mack. It's just, it's a brutal spot for a lot of teams. And that's why one of my Jets was Sam Darnold on his rookie deal to go all in and grab him. If they added Khalil Mack, that would have been great. But you're starting to see, last couple years, Jared Goff struggles in year one, was 0-7. Jared Goff, year two, what happens? Get to the playoffs. Year three, what happens? Let's go out and spend like drunken sailors. Let's just grab any good body we can. Mr. Sue, come on down. Let's grab Marcus Peters. Let's get Tlaib. They spent lavishly. They've got a window before they got to have to pay Jared Goff. Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. I mean, you go on and on down the list, folks. This is how you do it. Trubisky in Chicago is on his rookie deal. Sure, we can pay Mac. Now, the one scary thought for Chicago is how much did they give up? The details are not out yet. We're seeing two first-round picks. But really? They they gave up two first-round picks. They had to move up. Move up to get Trubisky in the draft. So you now, you're not going to have any draft picks for like the next couple years. You better hope the guys you've drafted in recent years hit because... It ain't going to be easy to build around Trubisky when you don't have any picks. So really interesting situation setting up in Chicago. I I gave it out earlier in the show. 
the New York Jets are going to be spending. They have more cap room than anybody else. The Cleveland Browns, once they get Baker to be the starter, they'll have money to spend. Keep an eye on Kansas City, Pat Mahomes next year. I We'll see with Deshaun Watson in uh, in Houston. Young quarterbacks, rookie contracts, and, and we're seeing it in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck on his rookie deal gets to three straight playoffs. They got to pay him. Injuries, tough to build around him. So that's the new blueprint in the NFL. I mean, I'm nothing earth-shattering here, folks. I'm just telling you like how it is. This is exactly what's happening in college football. We try to stay ahead of the curve on this show. Coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, we will talk to a college football announcer. Uh, he called San Diego State, Oklahoma last night. We will wet your beak with some more picks. We'll talk Jim Harbaugh. All that's next here on the big lead. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Folks, college football. Goodness gracious. Are you watching this Texas Tech Ole Miss game? So Ole Miss uh, scored within, I don't know, a minute. It was like four plays. Texas Tech steamrolls down the field. They score. Ole Miss returns the kick for a score. It's 14-7 after like five minutes. See, this is what's cool about college football. No preseason, and nobody's ready to play defense. Uh, we gave out Ohio State as a pick earlier. They caused a fumble, recovered it, and scored a few plays later. 7 nothing. four minutes in. Ohio State's going to put a hurtin' on the Beavers. That's all you need to know. Uh, back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Um, a lot of fun college football stories. There's even stuff I got in my notes here that I didn't get to that's really juicy. For instance, Jason, what? why do you like Auburn today? Washington's really good. They return a ton on uh, offense or starting quarterback, Start a gr- return a great running back. Their defense is stacked. Jason, I think you're missing the boat here on Washington. That's possible. That's entirely possible. Do you know how bad the Pac-12 is this year? Do you know how bad the Pac-12 was in bowl games? One and eight. And I know you don't put all the stock in what happens in a bowl game. But they've got a lot of hype, and they've got to go into SEC country. Auburn's going to have the fans. Auburn also has, you know, an NFL quarterback in Jared Stenham. I know they lost their top two running backs. And I do have some concerns about their defense. And, uh, whoa, whoa, did you see that? Sorry to interrupt. We got a bunch of TVs here in the studio. So Ohio State looked lights out defensively and offensively on that first series. The Oregon State Beavers just scored a touchdown a drive in three plays. They went 80 yards. Uh, what happened to the Ohio State defense there? Holy cow. The guy just took a slant and went like 50 to the house. And Oklahoma's on the board. See, this is what's so fun about college football Saturdays. Oklahoma was kind of sputtering there against Florida Atlantic. Uh They got the quarterback, the kid who was drafted by the Oakland A's, and he made an incredible run. And then he handed off to, I believe it's Rodney Anderson, the guy who tore up Georgia in the bowl game. And he just went up the middle like 40 yards for a touch. It's just like points on points on points. 
And a lot of the people who bash the NFL, and Nick, I, I don't know where you are on the NFL. I know you're a big NBA guy, but there's a lot of NFL bashing. Oh, the games are boring and blah, blah, blah. And last year, the games were kind of boring because no Andrew Luck. Deshaun Watson got hurt. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You deal with a lot of backup quarterbacks. Oh, but this year, all the quarterbacks are healthy. Drew Brees, Big Ben, Tom Brady, everybody's healthy. You keep the quarterbacks healthy, you don't have to watch these awful backups. I mean, last year, some of these Monday night games were awful. The Dolphins literally pulled Jake Cutler out of a reality TV show to be their quarterback. I mean, that happened. Now, I don't love Tannehill, but he's he's a serviceable quarterback. Two years ago with Adam Gaze, guy who knows offense. Tannehill got the Dolphins to the playoffs. Now, of course, he got hurt, and then you got to see Matt Moore go into Pittsburgh and try to win. He got annihilated. So one of the big keys is keeping your quarterback healthy. Now, in college football, and let me please let me just, I got a 30, uh, no, it's going to be a little longer than 30 seconds, but this is one of the more interesting topics in college football. So we're, we've got three awesome teams, right? Alabama, Georgia, they're, 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 they were in the national championship game. They're stacked. And Clemson. Those are the three best teams in the country. What's crazy is the three best teams in the country all have quarterback, and I'm going to put it in quotes, issues. Now, what, how do you define issues, Jason? Okay. Well, Alabama has a starter in Jalen Hurts who is 26 and 2. Halfway through the national championship game, they have zero points. They have no offense. And Nick Saban goes to the bullpen and calls up his his uh, freshman, Tua. Tagolivala, whatever. However you say his last name. I'm, I'm going to butcher it every week. But Tua's all you need to know. He comes in. He wins the game in overtime. He's lights out. So is he the starter? Well, Nick Saban doesn't want to name a starter. Hence, quarterback issues at Alabama. And the only way I see this being dicey, I think Tua's immensely talented. I think he's the starter. He's a dual threat. You know, Saban, he makes the opponents think. You don't know. If you have to game plan for Jalen Hurts, it's going to be heavy runs. A lot of read option. A lot of quarterback option. Like, Tua can straight up kill you in the pocket. And he can kill you with his legs. How I see this hurting Alabama is Hertz has been in the locker room two years. He's a leader. He's a winner. He's got the locker room. He's an alpha dog. Dude's a like a 6'4 quarterback who's jacked. He's the man. Everybody likes him. In comes this hotshot freshman. And I know Tua's a nice kid. Everything I've read about him, down to earth, good kid. I, I, I don't know how he's going to react being the man on campus. Last year, Tua could go to eat breakfast. Nobody knows who he is. I mean, it's Alabama, so some people know, but he's not a starter. He's not like, oh, there's Tua. Now, this year, he walks anywhere. I mean, people asking for selfies? How is it gonna, how is he gonna be being the big man on campus? Gonna be, he's the Heisman favorite in Vegas, folks, and his team hasn't even named him the starter. So I don't know how he's gonna handle that. So that's one quarterback issue. The next one is at Georgia. Now, you remember last year their starter got injured. Jake Fromm comes in, beats Notre Dame, takes him to the national title game. Fromm was great. He was great against Oklahoma. He was very good against Alabama. 
But what do they do? They go out and bring in the number one recruit, according to ESPN, kid by the name of Justin Fields. He's so good. So now what do you do? Like, Fromm's going to be the starter. But what's going to happen is Fields is going to come in to play in the third and fourth quarter of blowouts, and he's going to be awesome. And the second Jake Fromm struggles at Georgia, well, we got to go Fields. we got to go Fields. I mean, this guy's so good. So you have two quarterback issues, and the third one is at Clemson. And again, I I like the Clemson starter, Kelly Bryant. I like him a lot. Very talented kid. Did well last year. Got them to the playoff. Um, He couldn't move the football against Alabama because he's kind of one-dimensional. He's like a Jalen Hurts, a great runner. Now, he's a better passer than Hurts at Alabama. But Kelly Bryant's a really good quarterback. What did they go do? They go out and get a kid by the name of Trevor Lawrence, the number one recruit in the country, according to rivals. And I don't know if you guys have seen this kid, the Clemson backup quarterback. But if you've seen Remember the Titans, he's like the guy Sunshine. He's got the long blonde hair. He doesn't look like a quarterback. And this guy's 6'5", and he is deadly accurate. And he can run as well. He broke all of Deshaun Watson's high school records in the state of Georgia. Trevor Lawrence is his name. He's going to... Whoa. Whoa. I lo- Gosh, college football's off the hook. I've got this great Clemson spiel going. I look up, and Oklahoma blocks a punt and returns it for a touchdown. It's just points on points. Every game is just humming. Ohio State, by the way, they're on the march about to score again. So it's like you look up, and there's just action happening. College football just scoring I mean, does Oregon State know how to play defense? This is crazy. Anyways, back to Clemson real quick before we get to a guest here in a couple minutes. Um, So Clemson's got a quarterback issue. They like Kelly Bryant, but they love their backup, Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence, sunshine from Remember the Titans. That's who he looks like. They're going to bring him in in mop-up duty. He's going to slay. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, the second Kelly Bryant struggles against the defense, let's bring in Trevor Lawrence. So you've got the three best teams in college football, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia, all have quarterback issues. It's weird. I mean, it's a good problem to have. It just feels weird, doesn't it? I mean, Michigan, we know who the guy is. Schedule is really tough. So we'll see what happens. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, I think three of those, all three of them make the playoff. Ultimately, I don't know how much Jalen Hurts is going to play. I don't know if Kelly Bryan and Clemson gets replaced or Jake Fromm at Georgia. Quarterback issue is something to watch. Guess what? We got points again. Ohio State moves down the field like a buzzsaw. And I'm telling you, it's six minutes into the game and there's 21 points. It's like, this is fun to watch. Big run. Is that Dobbs? Man, the Dobbins. What a run. Jeez, these guys are good. College football, it started. My Saturdays are going to be consumed. And even out here, we were going to try to do a beach trip today. Just get in some more sun before football starts. Well, NFL, before the NFL starts. And I have my phone. I'm like, okay, I just got to make sure I've got the app so I can watch the games. Like, you can sit on the beach and watch Washington battle Auburn. Like, that's pretty cool. I enjoy that. Life out here in L.A. is good. Coming up next year on the Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. The Scott Frost era is upon us. Great coach goes to Nebraska. We're going to talk to someone who's calling the game tonight. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. 
Jason Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Raiders have a tentative agreement in place to trade star defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. Rappaport adds that the Bears are giving the Raiders two first-round picks and likely more. Derek Carr, the Raiders' starting quarterback, tweeted a short time ago, quote, no way, unquote. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Carr then added a short time later, quote, this is the sucky part of the business, mornings like this, but we have a season to play and games to win. Hashtag Raider Nation, we feel your pain, trust me, but we need you next Monday night, unquote. Raiders linebacker Bruce Irvin tweeted earlier this morning, quote, no bleeping way, unquote. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Irvin then added a short time later, quote, now move on and win. Time to beat the Rams, unquote. Adam Schefter also just added that the Vikings are releasing veteran defensive end Brian Robison. Dallas Cowboys tight end Rico Gathers was arrested Friday night in Frisco, Texas for possession of marijuana. Busy day in the NFL. Yeah. Rico Gathers. Was he going to be the starter, Isaac? He was in line, you know, to to make the team at least, but... Well, they lost Witten, right? And Mm -hmm, it's kind of an open... Yeah, open season there, at the, and they don't have a good tight end. Gathers a former basketball player, right? Yeah, and right oh. before cut down day two, Dude, get a clue. Yeah, ah, oh. uh, indeed. On the co- <laughs> busy day of the NFL, on the college football scoreboard, by the way, number five Ohio State, a fourteen-seven lead over Oregon State, eight twenty left to play in the first. Number seven Oklahoma on a thirty-yard touchdown run by Rodney Anderson and a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown as a 14-zip lead over Florida Atlantic at the 6.34 mark of the first quarter. Number 16, TCU up 10-0 on Southern midway through the first. Number 23, Texas and Maryland tied at 7. Six minutes in and a game being played at FedEx Field. Number 2, Clemson and Furman are scoreless just over four minutes in. Jason, all yours. Thank you, Isaac. Boy, what an exciting start to the college football season. Boy, if you're a Cowboys tight end, and, and you're trying to make the team right before cutdown day. You're, you're going to be out with weed. Like oh, I know marijuana is not a big deal anymore, but goodness, like oh, come on, get a clue. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call one eight hundred. 947-AUTO, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, uh, she needs no introduction. You know her from television. She She's going to be calling Akron, Nebraska tonight, 8 o'clock on Fox. You've seen her on golf coverage. She's good at golf. You obviously follow her on Instagram. She's living her best life. Holly Saunders, good morning, Holly. How are you? Good morning. What is up, Jason? How are you? Uh, great. I'm watching a lot of good college football games, and you've got one of the better stories, uh, I, I guess, mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, right? Um, is Scott Frost? It is Frost. It's here. Mania completely, Jason. As soon as I landed in Nebraska and Omaha, all you see are T-shirts saying, in Frost, we trust. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we were just in our team meeting, and Tim Brando said it, like the prodigal son has returned. It's, it's a feeling that they have around here in Lincoln since Really, the first time since the Tom Osborne era. I mean, after a four and seven season last season, another coach is fired. He's returned, and there really is a renewed sense of hope here um, that that he could be here. You know, hopefully for decades to come. There, 
and we talked to him yesterday, and this wasn't a decision that, that he made on his own. At UCF, when, when he was asked to take this job, he sat down with his other assistants and said, if I'm going, you're coming too. So they made that decision together, and he, 10 of his other assistants came with him. Wow. So he really brought his entire crew with him out here. So uh, we're talking with Holly Saunders, uh, Fox Sports host and reporter. Holly, what about the, the quarterback situation there? I, I guess there was some news yeah. this week. Uh, a player transferred, and we're kind of in the, the era now where – Kids are so used to being the starter and playing that if they're the backup, they're out. And and so tell, tell us what happened here in Nebraska this week with that. Nebraska, I mean, today we're going to see Adrian Martinez start. He, it's the first time that a true freshman quarterback has started a season opener in 129 seasons. Wow. So there's some uncertainty, and Scott said that. He's a freshman quarterback, not exactly sure what they're going up against in Akron. It's a new team, new season. And, again, he's a freshman. He likes what he's doing. He said he sees a lot of himself, a lot of his traits. When he played, he sees that and, and Adrian. But, again, he's a freshman. So yeah. you don't know what, exactly what you're going to get. Uh, starting a true freshman now, obviously the schedule is going to get tougher than Akron. Uh, yes. And eventually they're going to have to face Michigan. And uh, I talked a little bit on, yes. the, on the show earlier about Jim Harbaugh's situation. Let's just talk me through this. Let's just say Michigan loses tonight at Notre Dame. Not an easy place to win. That'll be four straight right. losses for Jim Harbaugh dating back to last right. year. He's never stayed at a job longer than four years, whether San Diego, right. Stanford, San Francisco, now Michigan. Would you be of the opinion that if they sputter, they win, and by sputter, eight or nine wins is sputtering, given the expectations there, do you see Harbaugh possibly bolting back to the NFL? Uh, man, we had a couple of his games last year, and he's still loved there, you know? And they haven't had the, the best go over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. I think, I think he stays. Definitely, think he stays. yeah. He, he, knows, of... he knows what he's doing. He has the ability to recruit players. It's a big-time program. Yeah, you, you made a reference earlier, the, the prodigal son has returned in Scott Frost. That's what they felt about Harbaugh. And then all of a sudden, you know. I agree. It was off to a good start. He exceeded expectations in the first two years. And then I guess dipping back last year, but they lost a million guys to the NFL. Uh, I, I just think they, if anybody needs a win more than anybody, it's gotta be Jim Harbaugh tonight, right? He it must win for him. I know Washington, and you know the Pac-12 well, Washington needs a win tonight as well, right? Absolutely. There, there's there's several coaches obviously on the hot seat, um, but I think I think Harbaugh is here. Just, he's big enough name. He can he can recruit well. People want to play for him. Um, but but speaking of like the prodigal son returning, everybody here. I asked Scott Frost yesterday. I was like, did you you knew that you were going to have a warm welcome? But did you did you expect it to be like this? And he said in, in the least you know egoless way possible. Yeah, I did. But it's been unanimous. Like he feels that support. And tonight. This, they're going today. This is going to be their their 363rd game that is completely sold out. Ninety thousand wow. people. <laughs> Nebraska shows up. There could be some weather tonight, rolling in around 8 p.m. Um, so he said that he wants to jump on Akron early, get off because they want to play fast. So if that weather rolls in, that could be Akron's only chance here, like with their stingy defense of maybe you know having any chance to stay in this game, but. Still, Nebraska, like those kids stay in the stands. Like the support here is is one of a kind. Going to Michigan State, I remember, <laughs> and I was one of these people when when it was snowing or raining. You go back to your dorm and maybe drink a little bit and, uh, uh, and watch the game there. But but these Nebraska fans stay. I love that about this place, Memorial Stadium. 
All right, Holly Saunders, the great Fox Sports host and reporter. Thank you, Holly. Enjoy the game. Get, get Stay safe with that weather coming in, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Jason, thanks so much for having me. All right, that was Holly Saunders. She's at Nebraska-Akron tonight, the big game on Fox. Definitely want to check that out. Scott Frost, I'm telling you, folks, people love this guy. Okay, he what he did last year at UCF, man, super impressive. Uh, keep an eye on Scott Frost in Nebraska to make some noise in the Big Ten. Coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, we're, I, I want to extend my thoughts on Jim Harbaugh as he heads into the biggest season of his career. That's next. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Great news. There are touchdowns everywhere. <laughs> Ohio State again. Ole Miss pouring it on. I mean, 24 points in the first quarter for Ole Miss? Jeez. Cliff Kingsbury. The beloved Cliff Kingsbury. Everybody loves Kingsbury. He's so cool. The ladies love him. He's got the hair. He looks like Ryan Gosling. He's getting his butt kicked. 24-7 in the first quarter. Yikes. Hey, this is an Ole Miss team that lost 66-3 to to Alabama last year. I don't know if they have Alabama in like week four or whatever, but it's early. This Ole Miss team looks, they look all right. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Um, hey, did I tell you guys I saw the Meg? Have you seen that? Have we talked about it? I wanted to. Is it good? Um, no, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I brought my son. My daughter's too young to see it. And my son was like terrified of parts of the movie, like covering his eyes in parts of the movie and like almost crying. And, all I'll say is, like, listen, it, it's some fun, I guess. It's a little bit of fun, but it just gets so comically bad. The ending is atrocious. I, I it, it, Late in the movie, Nick, I legitimately was saying in the theater, get him, Meg, get him! You know, like, rooting on this prehistoric dinosaur to just eat humans. Uh, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. I, I don't think you should waste your money. I mean, it was a Jason Statham movie, so what can you... you Yeah, what's the deal with him, by the way? I Googled him afterward. I mean, I know who he is, but I've never seen all these movies where he's, like, doing karate and stuff. He's a beast. What, are you not a fan? I mean, the Transporter movies, that's pretty much what he's doing. I haven't seen any of those. The guy from The Office is in it, too. He's pretty... I heard he's funny, right? Uh, yeah, um, Rain Wilson. Yes. Yeah, he's all right. Um, he's okay. So, anyways. I saw the Meg. That's breaking news. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Steve Hartman's up next. Mr. Hartman always firing on all cylinders. He's coming out. I think he's going to talk Alabama. He was just trying to tell me how to pronounce Tua's name. Uh, I'll let him do that. He, he's a 30-year radio professional. By the way, former Raiders employee Steve Hartman. So we'll see you guys. Oh, maybe he has some juice. I don't think he has Lincoln Kennedy type juice. Uh, but maybe Mr. Hartman has some information. Shucks. Carr didn't know Khalil Mack was getting dealt. I, I I just firmly believe John Gruden lost Raider Nation. Just a total clown show there. I mean, you're going into the season without your best defensive player, probably a bottom five defensive unit. You didn't even tell Carr you were losing your star. 
Big win for the Bears. Although I need to look at the Bears 2019 to 2020 draft picks. They may, they just may have like a fourth round pick. That's it. I will say though, in, when it comes to trades in the NBA now, what you're seeing is people value the process more than the result. So I'm sure some Raider honks are going to spin this as a victory, right? Uh, producer Rob. Who's probably has his swan song with this show today. I'm devastated. I just posted on my Instagram about it. Um, it's a big loss. He's good, man. This guy pushes me into places I don't want to go. And in life, that's what you need. You need to leave your comfort zone and go to places that you don't think you can handle or you don't want to go. This is same in like weightlifting, basketball, yoga, whatever you want. You got to go to the tough places, and he puts me there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little ticked off that he's leaving, so I'm probably just going to bash the Raiders all year. Uh, I can't bash UCLA because I love Chip Kelly, uh, and I can't bash the Lakers because I like LeBron. So I can bash his Raiders. Um, so I think some Raiders fans will probably say, hey, we got two first-round picks we can build. Okay, great. You got no defense. None. You're probably the worst team in that division right now. So yeah, producer Rob, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna Can we make a, a gentleman's I'm bet gonna between me and you? you? By just trashing your garbage Raiders. I'll call in. I have a that's weekly fine. segment. You can call in. You you can call in from John Gruden's yacht. Hundred million dollars contract. He doesn't have a damn player on defense. He lost Crabtree. This team is garbage. Chargers are better. Garbage. I don't even like the Chiefs that much. Chiefs are better, and I think the Broncos could win that division. I don't love the Broncos either. All right, so how about in Hart- Hartman's looking at me all fired up. He's so angry. In, he in let- honor of Rob Parker, let's do it. Let's do a wings bet, me and you, on the Raiders' defense. What do you want the bet to be? Just, uh, some wings, some chicken wings. Okay, on. I believe it will be garbage. Okay. Give, give me no, my wings now. Okay, not garbage. I I think they'll be better defensively this year than they were last year. What? By, by what metric? By total defense scoring, whatever one. Pick one. Pick a metric. And Yards I will per bet. play. I, okay. Well, let's see, you pull it up. By the way, you mentioned Rob Parker. Programming note, I know you guys will be excited. Me, Rob Parker and I are hosting the Dan Patrick show Monday morning. I'm so, so excited. We will, are you excited, Nick? We will have all the takes on Michigan, John Harbaugh. Uh, sorry. Well, John Harbaugh's on the hot seat in Baltimore, but Jim Harbaugh, boy, I'm telling you, if Michigan loses that game, you could just fire up the NFL talk now. Michigan's schedule is brutal. This will be four losses in a row. I know the Michigan fans love them. But I don't think Harbaugh is going to want the scrutiny or, or think he deserves the scrutiny. First two years exceeded expectations. Last year, down a bit, but he had no players. He lost everybody to the draft. So I, I, I'm telling you, if Notre Dame beats Michigan tonight, and I bet, I bet Michigan, I think Michigan will win, we're going to hear some Harbaugh juice. Absolute juice coming Monday morning on the Dan Patrick Show. All right, what were the Raiders in yards per play last year, Rob? Well, do you want to go yards per play or do you want to go scoring defense? Well, what were they in each category? I'm pulling it up right now. They're in, they were somewhere in the low 20s. I know that. Yeah, so they were basically hot garbage. Yes. NFL yards per play, Raiders were 27, 5.6. Okay, so anything better than that, and I win. Yeah, you can just take that L right now. All right, deal. So where are the wings from, Hooters? or Wherever you want. Will your wife let you go to Hooters or no? Yeah. Okay, just to make it sure. I know you're under lock and key with I the wife. I mean, you did just go to Vegas for like the sixth time this year. I mean, nobody goes to Vegas. Did you win any money? Did you- Vegas! Vegas! 
I actually, you know, I had to win on Sunday to come back from being as far down as I was the other two days. Oh. Uh, Rob, you're such a high roller. I would assume you're one of those guys who bets big, gets the room comped, right? Get all the room service comped. Is that how you roll? No, they call me before I get there because they know I'm going to lose all my money when I get there. <laughs> so it's fine. Hey, by the way, remind me, Nick, since Rob will not be around, I need to talk about this story. Did you know that these Vegas sports books are banning winners? You can't, if you're winning, if you're winning at gambling, like you take my picks, you go win, you'll be banned. They only want losers. That's a fact. No, that's really, there was a big story on this. It's happening, William Hill, all across Vegas. If you're winning, you know, I I don't want, I don't know how, what significant amount of money, but if you're winning significantly and consistently, they'll ban you. They won't take your money, which is so messed up. So that's why everybody will go offshore, which, you know, nobody's thrilled with that in Vegas because nobody gets a cut of that. But that's what's going to happen. If you're banning winners, and we have had a guest on here, by the way, who was banned um, from playing blackjack. Remember that guy? He wrote the book uh, that turned out to be 21, that great movie. We got to get him back on the show. All right. This was a tremendous show. Uh, Rob's swan song as the great producer. We hammered Jim Harbaugh. I defended LeBron. College football picks, Khalil Mack reaction. Just an awesome show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Isaac, Nick, Sammy. Should we thank the intern? We got a new intern here, Jade, college student. Thank you, Rob. Uh, podcast will be up in an hour. Everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.